If you tell me you've got a desire, I'm all in. Do you want to grow? Absolutely. Take notes and make sure it improves your business. Everybody wants to grow. You deserve to grow. You don't pitch to investors to try your luck. You, you pitch to investors to win. If it's not challenging, I don't think it's worth it. The right advice to give in business is validate the idea first. Most of you out there who want to grow, your issue is just starting, isn't it? It's important that people just follow what they want to do. It's an opportunity of a lifetime for all of us. The podcast is not about them growing, it's about them helping others grow. Hello and welcome to I Want to Grow. This podcast is all about exactly that. I want to grow. But it's with our guests, it's not about them growing. It's about what they do for others to grow. And today I've got a very, very special guest all the way from the UK. Christian, thank you so much. Please introduce yourself to everybody. Thank you very much. Yeah, so I'm Christian Felbock. I'm the founder and CEO of a company called Vesuvio Labs. So we are here to uh, try to work with the local um, companies, startups and corporates to, to, to build the next generation of technology. I, I kind of I, I'm really impressed with what impressed with what you've done we've known each other now for we've we've met several times um, and I love what you're doing within this ecosystem it's not hard why are you here in Qatar it's not hard it's I think it is pretty hard um, yeah no I why are we here we're here for the opportunity I mean I I think the op- and we've heard this from a number of people lately, that there is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to be part of really building an ecosystem that can become world-class, world-leading, um, and export a lot of really exciting companies. It is hard. There are lots of stakeholders that need to be brought together, but the opportunity is too good to, to miss. Yeah, but it's such a small marketplace here. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I think I'm from a small country as well. I'm from Denmark originally, uh, 5 million people. Somehow, sometimes suffering that mentality as well there. Um, I, I think you have to look at yourself as being part of the world. And Qatar absolutely is part of the world. It's not just Qatar. Big companies here, investments all over the world. I think we can utilize that network, all of the work that has been done by various organizations within Qatar to put it on the map internationally. And I think, I think that's how you have to look at it, not just Doha, but Doha as a gateway to the rest of the world. Yeah, I, I, I think you're exactly right. And I, it, it was a tongue-in-cheek moment for me to ask you that because that's what we hear, right? We hear from everybody that comes to Qatar. They, they've got a tendency of saying, yes, it's only a small marketplace. That's great for me. I want to just compete, right? I, I, I love the marketplace here. I love competition. And if you're good at your job, then you can compete. Well, that's also something about where is it good to incubate a business? You don't necessarily want to start a company where there is an enormous amount of sort of mature established players. I think in, in actually Doha can serve as a, 
as an incubator for, for, for businesses. And with the right support, with the right ecosystem, internationalize, export themselves from, from, from here to the world once, they are, once they're ready. So, so I see a lot of really big opportunities for, for, for us as Vesuvio Labs, but also obviously for the companies we work with. So that's why we're here. Christian, and, and you've got such a reputation back in the UK in London. Can you tell us the types of things that you're involved with in the companies that you've, you've helped along the way? Yeah, I mean, we, 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 we are invested in quite a few companies and, and we've um, we worked in fintech for quite a number of years. And, and I've worked um, in financial services for even longer than I, than I would admit. Um, we, we specialized um, in fintech and about half of that is insurtech, insurance. So we have some really exciting companies that, that you know, in our portfolio. So, um, I mean, you have to be from insurance to, to really get excited yeah. about insurance, <laughs> I, I, I think. But, but let's say if you do a bank transfer um, today, you can, you can send money anywhere in the world in, in two days. In insurance, if you sell an insurance policy, the supply chain behind that policy um, the underwriter, the reinsurers, the markets, uh, they might know about that two, three months later because of the inefficient process. So we've helped build a business that is focused on that data exchange, real-time data exchange in that industry. That's a very exciting business. We do legal services, so we, we have a company that is growing now that is um, helping tenants um, understand their rights and deal with all of these disputes there with, with that, that they would have um, with their, you know, landlords. That's a, a good business, it, you know, obviously from a financial point of view, but also from a, a kind of feel-good point of view. We've done, um, we've done financial management, um, a financial management business that is sort of marrying um, the traditional e-wallet with with um, mental health considerations. Um, so, how does it make you feel when yeah. you are, you know, the way you are actually live, um, financially living your life? Are you are you doing the right thing? So, there's a sort of psychometric evaluation of the of your spending uh, habits. Um, so that's an interesting business. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, we've we've done. Loan origination, we've done insurance distribution across um, different products, home uh, insurance, we do quite a bit in sort of holiday uh, rentals, so there's, a, so there's quite, a, quite a bit there. How do you keep up with all of this? Well, our job really is to find founders that are passionate about what they do, uh, that know something about what they do, and then help them execute now so it's 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 about sitting down empathizing with what they're what they're about what i they're love trying the to word achieve. empathy <laughs> no well it's a it's a business right that we're trying to do that as a business because actually it doesn't have to be my idea it should not be my idea it should be their idea but they don't know necessarily what it takes to 
establish a company, to build technology, to hire people, to market their product, to engage with different partners. So that's what we try to, to help them with. Um, so, so keeping up is, it's really about saying, how do we enable them to become independent of us? So how do we get them over, let's say, a two, three-year period to the point where actually they don't want to talk to me anymore? Then we've been pretty successful. Um, so so I, I don't want to be in charge of any of these companies, ultimately. I want to enable them to run the show themselves. So, And you will find that, that obviously it's almost like with your kids, right? You're, you know, they're more dependent on you in the beginning, become more and more and more independent, and eventually they think you are in their way, which is uh, amazing. <laughs> and it's, it, it, with what you're saying there about the analogy with, with the kids, it's like having children, right? It is. It's like having children. And sometimes they're not going to listen. Sometimes you're going to say, hey, don't touch that, because it's really, really hot. But you know they're going to touch it, right? Yeah, yeah, well, and that's almost what you're looking for as well, right? Because if you're not, if you're not, if you're not working with people that are a little bit like that, they're not going to do and have what it takes to go through all of that hard, hard uh, work that it is. I mean, it's it's not just um, the sort of fame and 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 glamour it, it, there's a lot of tough days there a lot America. of tough days and i i like the the thing that you said and it, it's just it literally just put it into my mind about you've got to go f- you said you've got to go through that hot don't touch that because it's hot the thing with it is it gains must gain respect from them to you because they'll realize that you did tell them you did care i'm going to tell you now that's hot don't touch it they will touch it and they'll say why didn't i listen to why didn't i listen to christian why didn't i and and it builds that 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 relationship i suppose that, that is is as, as you said it's so important yeah i mean well sometimes i do i mean sometimes i don't say it just i mean you have to learn certain things right um by yourself um a- again using the children as the analogy you, you you can't tell them everything, right? There's something has to be experienced. What you can do is make sure that you help build a framework around them where it doesn't end yeah. their dream, um, that there is some boundaries, some safety net there that makes, you know, makes it possible to make some of those mistakes. And it, it lives within a in a you know in a space that is um, manageable because you have to gain your own experiences. Um, but but obviously you would we would prefer everyone would prefer that those experiences are not necessarily costing them their business, their dream, and, and often many other things <laughs> in the process. Right. So so that's that's kind of more the my thinking anyway it's not about telling everyone everything it's about saying okay we have some processes that we can put in place we're not perfect either but we are kind of more experienced than than perhaps you know an individual would be that is you know have worked in a corporate for 10 years um and because of that we can we can help um 
people on that journey and make it more likely that you can if get your product to market. I can't guarantee that it's going to work, but I can guarantee that we are way more likely to get your product live in the market, uh, which obviously is kind of where the venture capital, t traditional venture capital investors will sort of come in and take it to that next stage. And this is where we become less relevant, you yeah. could say, in, in, in their journey, because they are now, they know their business better than we do. Um, we, we've helped create an, a team, and then actually we, we, we want to focus on that next generation. You say that it's, it's, a, it's a really nice feeling when, when they don't need you as much. It is a nice feeling, but did that hurt in the early days that you were then all of a sudden walking backwards? And oh, absolutely. I mean, it's a nice feeling-ish, right? Um, it, it, the process is not always easy. There, there is a moment there in every, every one of those groups. Startups don't all succeed. And that's um, a challenge because you get, we get very invested in these companies. We empathize with the founders and their situations. And there is a moment there, one way or the other, where you have to um, come to a decision whether that's that company is not going to make it, that's a tough, tough time, or where they are moving on to that next stage. And and although I can be happy now, I'm you know, the process of getting there is a bit can be a bit challenging, and we're still learning how to do that well. Um, and I am, you know, sure that that. Next time we, we, we go through it, it will be a little bit easier and then a little bit easier. But, but yeah, I mean, when, you are, when you're finding yourself um, less important, uh, of course, it, it, it kind of hurts you a little bit. It hurts your pride a, a bit. And, and, um, and not just me. Obviously, we have a team very often. It's not me working with, with these founders directly. We, we have a team of very very strong, very committed people. And it's often them that are even more personally invested in these things. And we then have to pull back and say, well, now, now it's, we, we should be doing something, something else. And yes, it's a, it's a process. I th there's the, the emotional side of things that can be quite draining. Do you ever get used to it or do you, is it danger, danger to get used to it? Well, um, yeah, we talk about this a little bit. I mean, it, it is it is dangerous to get too used to it. I, I agree. I, I think I think me, my own journey, my own business, all these other companies we, we are involved with, lots of problems, big big problems, and it, and you do become thick-skinned eventually or perhaps desensitized a little bit. So you have to then remind yourself that some other people's issues, although they might not seem enormous to you because you've been dealing with seven legal issues and, and whatever, um, to them it's enormous. To them it's a new, um, new feeling, a new experience. And, and, um, and, and that is something you have to try to remind yourself 
and okay. it's not easy. Um, what what gave you this? And I'm going to take you back now. I want to just mm-hmm. take you back a a little bit to to look up and say where did this calling come from? Because this is this is a vocation. What you've got in, involved with? What was that? What made you get that? burning desire that you say i want to do something different i want to and and it must have been quite scary for that decision to come as well yeah there are two two parts to that did the what made me do it um going really back i remember as a i mean young young 15, 16 years old, and I remember walking around all night because I couldn't sleep. I had all these ideas. Um, I had this whole book of ideas, right? I wanted to start a, a sushi restaurant and a, and a go-kart track and all these things. And I walked around in the neighborhood and thought about, you know, I'm going to build all these things and then I'm going to buy that house. And, um, and, and then I think... Um, I got some opportunities to travel, to experience different parts of the world. And I think those kind of, those things came together and, and shaped me into someone who, who liked that adventure. I don't come from a lot of wealth. So initially my way of becoming an entrepreneur was to work with other entrepreneurs. It's the way I could, I became a number two, right? I was the person that could help and did help um, a number of different entrepreneurs in different countries. And then ultimately made that a a company, made it a business. Um, So that bit almost came natural from from as long as, uh, as I can remember. I've always wanted to create something. The thing about creating it with other people in a way that was my way of becoming of of, of achieving that uh, because I didn't have you know 10 millions and at those in those early days there wasn't really a start like incubators accelerators all that stuff you if you wanted to do something like that you had to find some sort of successful business person and um and work with them on, on whatever it was that they, they were trying to do. And, and just to jump in there before I forget, what, how did you, was it easier back then to raise finance than it is today? No, no, no. There was no way of raising finance <laughs> that day, that time. And in fact, nobody kind of did. I mean, let's uh, reveal our age here. I, I, I entered the job market as a sort of, 16 year 17 year old programmer um just before the dot com uh burst and uh it, it was like a dream to just be allowed to do you know sit in front of a computer and do things right so it wasn't like you you didn't really think about you know, being a startup or anything, you just thought this is amazing. I'm, I'm, you know, they have a fast computer and uh, some other guys, and this guy can, a girl can do graphics, and somebody. Can, it was computer games at first for me. Um, so, but there was no finance really. I mean, you got some sort of government grant, uh, yeah. it, it, sort of educational thing. There was no, there were no ways to to find finance, so it's totally different now. 
in some parts of the world and we probably talk about the, some of the challenges around that in, in, in Qatar. So there's more of an ecosystem now in the UK, in the US and so on, um, but, um, but that wasn't then. So you had to, you have to kind of either work with people that were already a business or you, you had to find something that was monetizable very, very early on, right? Yeah. So you could um, launch in that way. That word bootstrapping, you had, to, you, you had to do three or four jobs yeah, yeah, just yeah, to keep that dream alive. Well, that was proper bootstrapping, right? And and um, you know we uh, that was that wasn't really any, any anything other than than you know yeah maybe having another job on the side or something. Yeah. With mm. with uh, with the, the kind of I want to also bring back a memory of the first country that was not your own, but you went into another country. What that was like? Because there's going to be a lot of people that's going to be listening to this right now. And they're looking at taking a jump. They should be taking a jump in Qatar, that's for sure, because it's a, a wonderful opportunity. There's, there's many different opportunities, but the lifestyle is quite incredible. So what was it like for you to bring back that memory again, that first country? And what was, it, what was those fear points that, that was, were the most scariest? Well, and I, I wasn't, it wasn't like immediate for me um i i i actually remember going to the states um visiting some schools there because i had some some people that thought i should go and study there and i couldn't i couldn't get my head around that why why would i go to another country and study but somehow like about a year later it, i sort of just decided that I, I i did want to try to live somewhere else and um so they the first country that I sort of lived in for a longer period of time was uh, South Korea and yeah that was a, a, a quite a, a big big jump and it was uh, you know pre-smartphones and uh, so so it felt like really really far away um, but I thought I still think that that's really an amazing way to grow um, completely take yourself out of your environment get go somewhere else emerge yourself um especially at that age sort of sort of university age you, you you're kind of open to to new ideas new ways of of of, of being um so f so it was it, yes it was a uh, kind of it was scary it was a totally different language and all those things but i think um i gained so much from from it the scary thing I, i've been to south korea and i think that the biggest scary point that i had was they were six hours or seven hours in front and you knew you were on your own because we would be in the morning they would be in the evening, they would be in the, in, in the um, sorry, back where you come from, they would be in the night. And it was like you were on your own. There yeah. was nobody to talk to. There would, because of that time difference, you really did think you were on your own. And that, yeah. I th that was a, a big, big factor for me, especially with South Korea. It's like, well, I, ca I can't talk to anybody. I can't talk to anybody. They're all, they're all sleeping. So that was a big scary one for me. But, but going into a, a different country, it's not easy. And it's, you've got to kind of, I, I keep on saying this to everybody, just keep putting your hand out, how, your, shake hands with people because you never know who you're going to come across. And usually when you do that, um, 
I, I, I saw a, an old Steve, Steve Jobs interview where he was saying, well, an entrepreneur is someone who is not afraid to ask for help. Um, and I think very often when you do ask and when you do engage, you're actually surprised with how interested people are in you and in helping you. I had amazing experiences there and in many other places. Really just like, like you say, sticking, sticking your, your, your hand out and engaging, getting interested in, in, in what people are doing. So, so I think it's not a... Very often when you're, you feel that that's not the case, that the world is not like that, you should probably ask yourself whether you have made any efforts to engage. Um, so I, I think this is one of the things you do learn when you're on your own. Yeah. Because I do remember the very, very first uh, arrival for me, and it was pretty un or disorganized, I would say, from my side. So I, I, I went there. I went to the sort of south of the country to Pusan, which was even less, um, you know, if developed as a, as a sort of expat area. And I checked myself into this hotel and really felt alone, really felt alone. Walked around there for sort of two, three days, no friends, nothing. Um, and uh, finally went to the reception in the hotel and literally asked the guy if I could take him out for a meal. <laughs> the guy working in the, in, in the, uh, in the restaurant. So we, we went out there and I, I sort of remember him um, telling me a few things about Korean customs and whatever. But that was, that was a pretty good example of... of the very kind of direct motivation that you have when you're just walking around by yourself and, and you, you know, you see someone and you think, well, they might be able to speak English. Let's go and uh, ask them what they're doing. Um, so no, that, that, I think that's a very um, healthy thing. You know, I, I kind of, because it, it's talking to you now, it's bringing back my memories. And I remember when we were struggling for money. I remember we were struggling for money. We couldn't pay the hotel bill. We put the belt, the deadbolt lock on the door because we didn't know where we were going to get money to fund ourselves, let alone to eat. And I remember the guy down in the reception where he, there was a coffee shop down there. And at the end of the night, we could go all the way down the stairs and he would put the parcel together just to be able to get you through. And those are the things that got you through. Right. Mm. And I'm still friends with him now after 15 years. I'm still friends with him. And it's those bonds that you'll always remember and that what will keep you leveled in going forward and in saying that what is your success now you you've got such a successful company and you're you're reaching out to all corners of the globe how do you gauge as the 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 founder and the um the the top guy how do you gauge your success now well i mean success is a um is an interesting one right so what we what we have is we've helped create value uh, so we are successful in the sense that we've invested and, and those investments are, are worth money. We make mistakes as well. And one, one of the things that we had learned, still learning, is um, the importance of structuring this type of business like ours. Um, 
so what does that mean? It, it means that some of these issues that you're talking about are still issues because you can't feed yourself with income that you're going to get in five years, <laughs> even though on paper it looks like five, ten million or whatever. <laughs> but 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 right now you have a problem. Yeah. So so we we have to go through our own waves. And the wave that we are still going through ha has to do with separating different activities. And again, a really important lesson that I had to learn and now we hopefully can help others learn is um, balancing the now with the later um, and how we separate the activity of doing the work from the activity of investing in these businesses. And so this is actually our biggest uh, piece of work at the moment. So, so no, we are not, you know, so there's two ways of answering your questions. Um, one is, yes, we, 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 we've done well and, and, and on, on the balance sheet, it, it, you know, it looks good. The other is, well, we're still fighting Right, we we still as startup, we still we still have all these kind of problems. We in fact we're a startup times ten, right? And so it doesn't feel like that at all, right? It, it it's we we're still very much in it, you know, f completely, and and uh, and we probably will be for a, another couple of years. But I think the type of people that that we because mm -hmm. I'm feeling something from you know. The type of people we are, we're never going to be satisfied for with whatever stage that we get to in our lives. It's always going to be there to try to help that next person, try to bring that next person along. Yeah, I mean, and, and again, that's, that's an interesting question or an in, um, observation. Maybe that's also why you need structure and you need other people, because if... If you are like that, and 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 yes, um, that that is, I, I I've said many times to people here in in Qatar when they ask me what what you know what do you want to achieve when do you want to exit what's your valuation where's your this that and I would rather sit at that marina with other people I would rather sit there with my my friends that we went through all of this with and they all have a small boat rather than sit there all by myself with my big boat. So, so on, that, on, on, on one hand, um, there's that. On the other hand, you also have to be realistic that it is business. And if you don't, if you don't have a, a process of, of separating your emotions sometimes from, from, from the reality, then... then um, then then you will struggle and 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 that's something that i also had to learn that you have to sometimes make decisions that are business tough business decisions that are not necessarily um that 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 hurts you as well right but if you want to continue you have to do that so they are kind of um absolutely a, a motivation there for me to be part of creating things and be part of creating things with other people and ena enabling other people those things and i i, I want to gain, gain something from this myself those things that you're just talking about there about sometimes you've got to evaluate it and whether it's worth whether you've got to make the decision to to pull the plug let's say yeah 
that must be such a difficult process to have to deal with. Yeah. How do you get through that? How how is it that that you can get to a stage where you you've got to pull it? Well, I mean, but obviously, very often it starts with financial strains, uh, strain and constraints. Um, it can also be other the personal issues, or just the fact that you've you've sort of realized that it's not going to work for all sorts of reasons. But it takes a while. It takes a while, and it's one of the hardest things and 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 to be fair it's not always me pulling the plug it can also be them pulling the plug if a relationship doesn't work yeah you know you might end up in a divorce and it's not an easy process as we all know right and whoever in it, we might we might both know it's not working but whoever says it's for like whoever it's set to gets very um, um, obviously more upset by it, very hurt by it, exactly like a breakup, right? So, so it's tough. It's tough, and it's very difficult to then agree at that stage what the sort of exit or separation should look like, um, because there are financial considerations intellectual property other other things so it, it's it, it's it's very very difficult and I, I suppose what I'm starting to learn is it's good just like in a marriage to maybe set out some expectations from the beginning and even think about from the beginning what will happen if it doesn't work out because it's a lot easier if you have a bit of a framework to to um, refer to when when you're in that situation rather than having to sort of make it up when it's pretty tough these were difficult subjects just right now and it sometimes it's stuff that we don't want to talk about because it's not the nicest feelings but it's good for you to listen to it because you must think sometimes and i've heard it so many times where you might think being an investor is something easy you're seeing right now right now you're seeing um the warts and all the the feelings the emotions that you're going to have to go for and it's not pleasant and sometimes it's not always about the money it's about those those feelings and the 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 journey that you've been on so don't underestimate the feelings that the investor's got to go through and the decisions why he's going to let you have the money and not somebody else so this is a really difficult one so appreciate that and i just want you to see that side of the story okay that was great I saw something on your post today, which it was saying something is coming. How much can you tell us about this something? Well, firstly, when when you said that to me and we we had a chat earlier, I didn't know what that something was because there's a number of some things, um, exciting things coming um, for us in Qatar in terms of businesses that we're going to work with. but I'm, I, I'm guessing what you're referring to is we 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 have realized that the, the 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 missing piece, if you like, in the ecosystem, besides our involvement, which we think is 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 instrumental, is early stage capital, early stage venture venture capital. So we we are working very hard at the moment to raise a um, a seed fund 
pre-seed fund, if you like, so to help us uh, incubate early stage companies. We, we are getting quite a lot of support. I think there is a, a, a broad realization in the community, in the, in the country, that this is something that can be uh, really big. Um, so so we, we are um, very excited to, to be working towards that. If that's the post that you uh, mean, I'm I'm kind of I'm sure that there's going to be some news coming out in the next few days. But let's okay. Let's so that's a different thing. Okay. Yeah. So there's another different, bigger thing which I can't say so much about. But but you can you can. I will uh, put you on the spot. Uh, but but we're going to keep everybody up to mm. up to speed with everything because it's it's going to be in the next couple of days, and I'm I'm really excited for you because you and your team, and I will say you and your team have done wonders to get to this stage because it it's not an easy journey. And you believe you you have the conviction to put your money where your mouth is, and you've made those steps to do something very special here. And and, and we're all looking and and expecting some big things because it's already happening. Yeah, but I mean, what I found, and this is really important. When when I arrived here, I met I met so many ambitious people, so many interesting people like yourself um, that are working towards that goal of helping to create a, an, an entrepreneurial ecosystem, great, exciting companies that can compete all over the world. So it's not, it's, it's, it's natural for us to be here because we, I would, I can probably list a hundred people that I think are really amazing. And a lot of those people, you, you don't expect that necessarily that to be here. Certainly, this is not necessarily the perception um, outside before you arrive. Um, but I think, I think there are so many things here so many people here and you just we just need to connect them and then it's an opportunity of a lifetime for all of us and and that's why you are sitting here talking to me and that's why i'm sitting here talking to you we we want to be part of that we, we you know we we recognize that this is our chance to be part of something exciting and special mm, special i when you're you, when you just brought those things mm. up the hairs on the back of my neck start standing on end because there is something exciting that's happening in qatar and and people say it really small and we joked at the very beginning of the podcast was oh it's a small marketplace but what an exciting marketplace where you got the opportunity to stand tall yeah and that's what i like about it and it's like with people like yourself that's coming here and identifying that and using your experiences back from the uk and all over the world i saw you in is it malaysia the, the um, last week or somewhere in the, the in the far east which is incredible that the amount of time and I, I, one of the things was how you keep up i just don't know how you keep up from the, all the different time zones but you're doing a fantastic job and it gives inspiration to everybody with what you're trying to do here in Qatar and I, I congratulate I, I really do congratulate the one thing I was going to say to you was and, and I know that people are saying they, they, I can hear people shouting and I wanted to do something different because you're an investor and, and venture capital etc etc venture labs 
people are saying, oh, what's he looking for? What's he looking for from a... Everybody knows. They're the same things that everybody's looking for from, from your perspective. Is it got a good team? Have they got something that's going to solve something? But what? give us your advice. Instead of going through those, give us your advice on what they should be focusing on. If there's company, uh, there's startups out there now, what should they really be pinpointing and putting so much work into? I mean, f- work. <laughs> well, they, they, they have to believe that, or understand it's work. Yeah. Work is work, right? Yeah. You put work into working. Um, and... I, I th- if I was to say one thing that uh, these successful um, founders, entrepreneurs that we work with and I, I know of has in common, it's that fire. It's that burning desire to succeed. Um, so you have to focus on doing something you really really believe in don't just start a business just because you want to be a startup business a founder start a business doing something that you love doing and if you do it well you can succeed if you're the best at something almost anything you can be a success um there's a there's a company so again I'm from Denmark and one of the um, most successful businesses from there I, I saw the the, the, the founder uh, talk about one of his first pitches to to a, a big investor and the investor they you know many years later when they had successful IPO and all this um, said to him um, that time you pitched to me. I had no idea what you were talking about. But you said it with so much passion oh. that I just had to be on that journey with you. Uh, so it's, it's, it's about that. It's about focusing on really being passionate about what you do. And passion also means work. Be, you know, show with your work how passionate you are, then I think you will be successful, regardless of whether you're talking to us or anyone. Um, And you might have to, part of that passion, you might have to pitch that thing to a thousand people. You have to get up the next day and still believe it. Um, and 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 I think that's that's what it's about. This thing about whether it's seven slides or whatever, I don't think it's about that. It's about whether or not you have the passion, the drive, and that burning desire to actually wake up every morning feeling pretty rough from the last night that you know you were rejected by seven uh, you know investors. And say, well, today is my day. Um, <laughs> and so, so I think that that that's what what we are what, what we're looking for. That is just perfect. That is perfect, and that's that's real value. That is real value. And the, my last question: Why don't you've been so successful? I I kind of you must have um, your your value must be huge. What keeps you? Go- you could go and retire right now, and live a happy ever after life. What is it that keeps pushing you forward? Well, uh, again, going back to your, your point there, I mean, 
with um, my earlier point, uh, you know, yes, there's value, but actually all of that value is invested, all of it. Um, so it doesn't feel like that, really. It, it certainly it doesn't feel like that to anyone, right? And, and yes, if you decide to, if you're building houses um, and you take the kind of profits from, from, from one building and you want to build a bigger building and you take the profits from that and you put it into a bigger building, it never feels like you have any money, right? And it really doesn't. Um, so of course, eventually you can stop. Um, I don't know. I don't know why if I would stop. Um, I don't. I don't. It's not. It's not about that. Actually, I don't. I. I. I don't have any specific thing I want to buy. Or, or I can't see myself retiring. Ever probably. Um, I, I think eventually you get older and you, you probably think, okay, um, people around you need a bit more stability and safety. Um, other, other than that, it's, I, I think I'm here on earth to do my best to do, you know, to, to make, make things. I, don't, I, I want to feel like when I'm not here anymore that at least, you know, I did my best. Um, so, so, so that's, that's, that's my, me. And what a perfect way to end the show. Thank you so much for coming on and spending this valuable time that you've got on this very short visit to Qatar, but thanks very much for coming in to spend that time with us. And, um, for me, it was an absolute pleasure and it gives me so much joy listening to your story and what you've achieved and how you continually go on because of what you love. And everybody today, that was the message that you need to take out of this. You have the ability, like everybody, every one of us, Christian never had the, the money that, that somebody pumped into him in the early days. He'd done it through the hard way. He'd done it and, and taken risk. And that's what everyone has got the option of doing. Just like me, just like you, just like anybody. All you've got to do is work twice as hard as everybody else. And if you love what you do, you just keep on going because somebody's going to value that one day. And it could be just Christian. I, you saw a side of Christian today that... that I'm telling you, you've got to be in touch with Vesuvio Labs. Honestly, they're here in Qatar and you need to be talking to them if you're into this tech industry side of things because they care. You've just seen from Christian how much he cares. And you've got to be talking to them because if you've got that desire, these are the people that can help you get to that next level. So everybody, thanks for listening. Christian, thank you so much for being on the show. It's an absolutely magical event for me. Thank you so much. Thank you so much and thank you too.